Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi. Thank you so much for checking out the dumpster fire. I wonder what we're going to talk about on this episode. <laughs> the White House has released the transcript of the call between Trump and the president of the Ukraine. You know, the one that there's an impeachment inquiry over. Yeah. This, this is quite the dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. An utterly calamitous or mismanaged situation or occurrence. You know there was no pressure. All you have to do is see it, what went on on the call. Welcome to the dumpster fire. That's it. That's all you have to do is see it. See the call. Yeah, we're going to see it, all right. Let's read it. We're going to have some fun. It is uh, it is the Dumpster Fire. Thank you so much for joining me. I am Corey. You can follow the Dumpster Fire on Twitter at The DF Show. And you can follow us on Facebook as well. Get some conversations going. Have a, have a good time. And you can follow me on Twitter personally at Corey Update. C-O-R-Y Update. And make sure you listen all the way through to the end of the episode where we have a, another edition of Lost in Trumplation, where we take something Trump says and try to figure out what he was trying to say. This is a special whistleblower edition of that. Okay, where to begin? Well, I guess with when we heard some, some stink being raised by House Intelligence Chairman Adam Schiff about a whistleblower complaint involving the White House or something not being sent to Congress, as it shall, specifically shall be. Those are the rules. Well, last week we heard the whistleblower was someone who knew information about Trump making a troubling offer to a foreign leader. People were wondering who that could be. Of course, everyone immediately went to Putin. Um, Trump doesn't make offers to Putin. He takes commands. <laughs> no, I just, that was too easy. Uh, Kim Jong-un. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, that's a go-to as well. I actually thought it was the president of Sweden over ASAP Rocky. You know, the, the, the rapper who got held in, in Sweden for a while and there was a big stink and Trump promised to cover his bail. I thought it was something in there. I thought it was gonna be something silly like that. I didn't think it was going to be anything impeachable. <laughs> like, yeah, we found out then that it was a phone call Trump had with Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky. Volodymyr. Volodymyr. That is a cool freaking name. Volodymyr. And the call involved the Bidens. Hunter Biden, son of Joe Biden, worked for a company in the Ukraine for a bit. Biden was involved, well, as the vice president of the United States for eight years in, in many things. Uh, one of them was uh, part of an international outcry to oust a general prosecutor of some sort in Ukraine. Someone who was soft on corruption and just wasn't, uh, there's was nothing there there. 
That's been looked into. There's nothing there there. But that's what we heard the call had to do. And Joe Biden, of course, is a major political opponent of Trump's. So not only is it troubling that uh, one, a president may, would make an offer to a foreign leader that involved an American citizen, but that he's a political opponent is, is very troubling. Then we heard Trump had withheld military aid to the Ukraine before the call. I thought that maybe the president of the Ukraine knew that before the call, but apparently he, he, pro- he might not have. Now, Trump's explanations for why he withheld it changed within a couple days. It went from, oh, I'm going to withhold it until they clean up corruption. Well, then they, he would have known. Or then within a day, he changed it to he, with, he was withholding it because European countries hadn't paid their fair share of aid to the Ukraine. And that's report, important to remember right there. This is all pretty important. I wouldn't to say it if it was just nonsense. Uh, besides the doting on Vladimir. Man, can I, need, can I rename my son? Vladimir. There was some rumbling of an impeachment inquiry being seriously considered. Almost imminent. Nancy Pelosi meeting with people, caucusing, all that good stuff. So Trump promised to release the transcript of the phone call. Unredacted, he said, uh, which, you know, We'll get into how the transcription works there at the White House when the president is on the phone with, with a foreign leader. But despite that, or in spite of it, uh, the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced that the House of Representatives is beginning an official impeachment inquiry, which uh, maybe we should do an episode just on the dumpster fire that is a impeachment because this isn't impeachment yet. Uh, it's, this, is, this is basically that, okay, let's say if impeachment was a trial and I want to make a bunch of constitutional scholars, lawyers, smart people mad, but this is how I, I, I kind of, how I've grasped it that right now, and I've got this cause speaking with people that don't necessarily know much about that know less about impeachment than I do, the process. And I've looked it up many times, although it's one of those things that I can't seem to get to stick in my brain, the exact order of everything. Got a few things like that. No matter how many times I look something up, like I'll remember the dumbest stuff. And then something that I really want to remember, I have to look it up over and over and again. I'm sure I just, uh, there's a, a brain doctor out there. A brain doctor. That's one thing I should look up. <laughs> there's a neurologist out there, psychologist going, oh, you have a major, major mental break going on there if you can't remember this. But the way I... I, I understand this part. So impeachment inquiry. So let's just think of an impeachment as a trial, right, as a whole. This would be the part where prosecution is collecting evidence to determine if a case is worth taking it to trial. Right? Close enough. Good enough? Does that, that work for, for everyone? So basically right now they're just going to be doing – their investigations into Trump are going to be specifically for this case or this cause. They're going to be inquiring about this case – and see if it's worthy of taking to a full full impeachment where they can start putting together articles of impeachment in the House. And then it moves on to a mock trial, as I like to refer to it, at the Senate, uh, where 
they play prosecutor and defense attorneys in front of the chief justice of the United States. It's basically the, the greatest mock trial of all time, which outcome could be the ousting of a president. So not, not so much mock, I guess, but not so much trial either. It's just basically a, hey, can you convince me that this guy has got to go, which would probably never happen because like with Nixon, someone's going to go to Trump and be like, dude, you got to go on your own. This is not good. Okay, so then flash forward to Wednesday when the White House released the transcript of the call. Now, apparently they did this because they believe it shows the president did nothing wrong. Now, one of the things that people were pointing out was that there must be a quid pro quo in the call. That was what was going on. There was the Trump was demanding something of the Ukrainian president in return for something else that they need. And then the whole military aid thing has been floating around as well. So, of course, they released it. And because there, there's no specific quid pro quo in there as far as a, you know, hallway handshake, you do this, I'll do this for you. But hey, there's, there's, some, there's some stuff implied. Let's, uh, let's talk about the transcript. So this is from July 25th at 9.03 in the morning. Now, Trump is at the residence. That's right. Trump, as we know, he takes his executive time very seriously and doesn't really get to the office for quite a while. So he's probably just uh, hanging out in his room, watching Fox News, doing a little chit-chat with the Ukrainian president. Now, the transcript is not a word-for-word transcript of the call. There's even a note at the bottom of the the page that talks about rec- uh, the these are from notes and recollections of Situation Room deputy officers and National Security Council policy staff that uh, listen and write down what they what they're hearing uh, in the conversation. Also, according to some reports, it was prepared using voice recognition software. You know, with the, along with those note takers and, and people listening in. And got that from KTLA's website, and they say it's according to senior White House officials. Now, the Situation Room, they say, is a secure meeting space in the basement of the White House's West Wing, where the president and members of the National Security Council discuss sensitive foreign and domestic policy issues. It's staffed 24 hours a day. Trump, again... Not there or in the Oval Office, but in his bedroom or the the residence. Uh, good to note here, they point out that Zelensky spoke through a translator. A lot of people are pointing out that it, it's a 30-minute call on the transcript. It does say 9.03 to 9.33. 30-minute call, uh, but only about 10 minutes of content, which makes sense because there are essentially three or four people. Not sure how many translators there are. Uh, all speaking to each other. So it would pad the time quite a bit. It could triple the time, is what I'm saying. And so let's get into the transcript here. This is an unclassified, declassified by order of the president on September 24th, 2019. And to, something to note is that I've read that 
Attorney General William Barr was one of the people that said, oh, yeah, no, no, sure, sure, you should, we should definitely release this. And that's interesting because he's actually mentioned in here. Okay, here we go. Starts off with uh, the president. Congratulations on a great victory. We all watched you from the United States, and you did a terrific job. I think he's uh, overestimating the amount of people that were, were paying attention to the Ukrainian presidential race. Uh, then he says, the way you came from behind, somebody who wasn't given much of a chance, hmm, sound familiar, and you ended up winning easily, that's a fantastic achievement. Congratulations. I like how he gives himself a little wink there, a little nod. It's like, hey, just so you know, yeah, I, just, I, I need to point out that it's, it's a really fantastic accomplishment, really great achievement if you win easily when you, 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 were, you weren't thought, thought of much. So I, I took that as a little bit of a nod to himself, right? So then Zelensky says, you're absolutely right, Mr. President. We did win big, and we worked hard for this. We worked a lot, but I would like to confess to you that I had an opportunity to learn from you. <laughs> uh, now, let's, let's, we, as we always point out here, uh, the word is out to foreign leaders that the way to to manipulate Trump is to shine him on a little bit. You know, flattery goes goes everywhere with this guy. So keep that in mind when I read this part. We worked a lot, but I would like to confess to you that I had an opportunity to learn from you. So we worked a lot, but really, it was all you, Mr. President. We used quite a few of your skills and knowledge and were able to use it as an example for our elections. And yes, it is true that these were unique elections. We were in a unique situation that we were able to achieve a unique success. I am able to tell you the following. The first time you called me to congratulate me when I won my presidential election. And the second time you are now calling me when my party won the parliamentary election. I think I should run more often so you can call me more often and we can talk over the phone more often. Now, I don't know if that's a product of the translator, but he sure says more often, often. Um, Trump laughs and says, that's a pretty good idea. I think your country is very happy about that. About... Him calling. I don't know if Trump really gets what's going on here. He's just basically like, hey, he's making a joke. Trump, maybe Zelensky or the translator kind of let him know it was a joke, so he laughed. Because he doesn't seem to get it. Like, that's a very good idea. I think your country is very happy about that. No, that's not. What are you talking about? Good idea. Yeah, sure. Oh, we should talk over the phone more often. And then he just doesn't realize it was a joke. Zelensky goes on, well, yes, to tell you the truth, we are trying to work hard because we wanted to drain the swamp here in our country. We brought in many new people, not the old politicians, not the typical politicians, because we want to have a new foreman and a type of government. You are a great teacher for us. And in that, wow, buddy, get off your knee. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Easy, man. Jesus. Uh, President then Trump says, well, it's very nice of you to say that. I will say that we do a lot for Ukraine. Now, here we go. goes on. We spend a lot of effort and a lot of time, much more than the European countries are doing, and they should be helping you more than they are. Starts to blast uh, Europe a little bit here. Again, he, these, aren't, these, are, these are calls that are not supposed to be released, which is pretty interesting that is kind of like getting, uh, I don't know, maybe you're, you know, some friends or in high school or whatever, and you, you, you get, you find someone, someone's notes, but pass between two other friends and they're talking crap about you. Sort of like what this would be. You're, you're not, you're not supposed to know this. Like if you're say Angela Merkel of Germany. So he goes on. Germany does almost nothing for you. All they do is talk. And I think it's something that you should really ask them about. When I was speaking to Angela Merkel, she talks Ukraine. Again, this isn't Trump speaking through an interpreter. And I know it's this isn't verbatim, but you'd think that the Trump side of things would be pretty accurate. When I was speaking to Angela Merkel, she talks Ukraine, but she doesn't do anything. She talks Ukraine. A lot of European countries are the same way, so I think it's something you want to look at, but the United States has been very good to Ukraine. I wouldn't say that it's reciprocal, necessarily. That's I found that interesting. So he says, yeah, we've been very good to Ukraine, we've been very good to you, but it hasn't really been reciprocal. It hasn't been, you haven't been very good to us, necessarily, because things are happening that are not good, but the United States has been very good to Ukraine, he says. Then Zelensky says, yes, you are absolutely right. Not only 100%, but actually 1,000%. That's impossible, sir. And I can tell you the, the, tell you the following. I did talk to Angela Merkel, and I did meet with her. I also met and talked with Macron, and I told them that they are not doing quite as much as they need to be doing on the issues with the sanctions. Then he goes on to talk about the sanctions and saying that the United States is a much bigger partner than the European Union. He's very grateful to Trump because the United States is doing quite a lot for Ukraine. Again, saying more than the European Union, uh, you know, for sanctions against the, the Russian Federation. I says, he, goes, he says, I would also like to thank you for your great support in the area of defense. All right. Now, this is where... Now, Trump has made sure that they're, they're, they're about a couple hundred million dollars of aid that has been withheld. But I've read that Zelensky didn't know that at the time of this call. But what is interesting is that he hasn't received aid from the United States. So there was aid that was supposed to be, that was allocated by Congress that was going to go to Ukraine for for defense. And... Trump kept holding it up. Even a week before this phone call, he specifically told White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulaney to, to make sure it does not get to the Ukraine, which makes me think that 
right now without that money, if they need that money, if Ukraine needs that money uh, to help with their fight against Russia or just to, you know, for defense and protection against Russia, then they're, they're feeling pressure because they, they've either asked for it, they don't know that they haven't gotten it, or they don't know that they've gotten it because they've, they haven't received anything yet. So there's so may, so even though Trump may not have told Zelensky that, hey, I have this money, but I'm going to give it. I'm not going to give it to you until I know you're going to help me out here. Zelensky is feeling the pressure of not receiving any aid. So Zelensky goes on about you know thank you for your support and defense. He says we're ready to we are ready to continue to cooperate for the next steps. Specifically, we're almost ready to buy more javelins, which are missiles that can blow up tanks, uh, from the United States for defense purposes. So here he's saying, hey, we want to – he hasn't got any aid, hasn't got – or at least more aid. And like we're ready to continue to cooperate is specifically, you know, ready to buy more missiles from you, which is interesting because it's also out – word is out that if you spend money on the United States, we help you out these days. Take Saudi Arabia. We're gonna, we'll back you no matter what you do. Trump goes on, answers, I would like to, I would, so, oh, so this is interesting. So he says, we're ready to cooperate, ready to continue to cooperate for the next steps, talking about defense purposes. Trump doesn't say what you would think, like, sure, we are, we have this aid ready to go for you. You know, we're just getting the final steps in order, whatever. It's just, there's no... Like it, the natural course of the conversation doesn't take the natural course because he just then, like a bo- mob boss says, I would like you to do us a favor, though. So let's immediately ask, as, as he talks about the defense aid and or even just to be able to buy more missiles. Well, I would like you to do us a favor, though. You know, like <laughs> mob boss would say, because our country has been through a lot. And Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say crowd strike. I guess you have one of your wealthy people, the server. They say Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on the whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. Now, crowd strike apparently is the cybersecurity firm uh, that's uh, determined, according to Politico the, the, and other sources, the, the Democratic National Committee has, that had been hacked by Russia. So they were the people that said, hey, this is where the, the hack came from. And it was actually founded by a Russian-American and is based in Sunnyvale, California. So this whole thing with Trump talking about, you know, the server. They say Ukraine has it. He's talking about the DNC server. He's talking about Hillary's server again. A lot of people are pointing out the ellipses. So there's a couple times where you know, Trump in the transcript says, they say crowd strike and then dot, dot, dot. And then I guess you have one of your wealthy people, dot, dot, dot. I have read that the... People doing the transcriptions may leave stuff out if they think, uh, you know, just in case something gets public. So maybe the wealthy people dot 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 was 
you know, one of your wealthy people maybe named the person or something like that. A lot of people are pointing out that, oh, this is, there could be major stuff taken out of here. Stuff that maybe Trump took out of the, of the transcript or the White House did or Barr did or someone did, right? It's, it's, it's like, okay, do we really, because can you really trust Trump and the White House to release a full unredacted version of, of the, of the transcript? I, I don't know if they took out giant chunks. That's again where people are pointing out the time thing where it's like, oh, if you read this, it's 10 minutes. But they said it was a 30-minute call. Well, there was a translator. So I, like, I, one thing that I think a lot of people have to check themselves on is that if you're looking to get Trump on something. You don't need to make it up. He's doing it for you. You don't have to look for something that's not there. There's enough there there. You don't have to look for something that that isn't there, right? And and if you do look for something that's not there and ends up not being there, you look foolish. And I think a lot of people in the media do that. They they start speculating and looking for things. And you know what? It's not there. Let's not start talking about what's not there because there's enough there. I think this is is what's going to drive me nuts with this impeachment inquiry, and if it goes into the full-on impeachment process, it's let's not try and connect dots that aren't there yet. You're going to look silly. So not that I'm opposed to looking silly now. Again, I'll make up random. I like to I like to imagine things. I like to guess what's going on. And like I said, I, I'm making things up already, but so we got to check ourselves a little bit. we got to make sure we're not just making stuff up or connecting dots that aren't there. Uh, but sure, there, could there be a couple things taken out for s- extra security cases? Um, do I think it was taken out between the time this was written and it was released? I don't think so. This is an unclassified report. Uh, so it would be, I think if, I think if it, anything was left out, it was left out when the notes were, were transcribed. When they, when the they took what the the voice recognition software got, when they took what the note takers and the people listening in, what they all heard and understood, at that point, sure, maybe they took a couple things out that like, hey, for extra extra security, this doesn't need to be in there. Again, these are and these transcripts really are. This is for all presidents, right? These transcripts are just for personal use. This is for national security use and and even it's like to game tape yourself too, right? You want to see like what did I say? How did I say it? Trump's case, how dumb did I sound or not? Um, yeah. So, uh, so it goes. So he talks about how he wants to check out what happened with CrowdStrikes, which is tied to the DNC server, and then he then he says. I would like to have the Attorney General call you, meaning Attorney General Barr, United States, or your people, and I would like you to get to the bottom of it. So I'd like you to do us a favor. I would like you to get to the bottom of it. I'm going to have my Attorney General, or have the Attorney General, who doesn't work for him, Trump shouldn't be able to order him to go call the President of Ukraine to talk about the DNC server. And then, for some reason, he says something about, he brings up, so he goes, I'm going to have the Attorney General call you or your people, I would like you to get to the bottom of it. As you saw yesterday, the whole nonsense ended 
with a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller. An incompetent performance, but they say a lot of it started with Ukraine. Whatever you can do, it's very important that you do it if that's possible. So now he's saying, so he just brings up the Mueller investigation because it was, I guess, the day after Mueller testified. And he's saying that it started with Ukraine, which is something that Giuliani has pushed and has, has been looking into. And he says, whatever you can do, it's a very it's very important that you do it if that's possible. So now here he's talking about Attorney General Barr calling him, brings up the Mueller report saying it started with Ukraine. So Barr is going to speak with Ukraine about the Mueller investigation beginning in the Ukraine. Uh, and it's very important they do it. So Zelensky answers, yes, it is very important for me and everything that you just mentioned earlier. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, everything you just said. Yeah. Okay. Ditto. For me as president, it is very important that when we are open for any future cooperation, we are ready to open a new page on cooperation in relations between the United States and Ukraine. And then he talks about recalling their ambassador from the United States and saying he'll be replaced with a very competent and very experienced ambassador who will work hard on making sure that our two nations are getting closer. And he says, I would also like and hope to see him having your trust and your confidence and have personal relations with you. That's a little lost in translation there. I don't know if they – relations – having a personal relationship. Personal relations makes me think of, well, sex. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe that's the case. Maybe he's saying, hey, and you know what? If you're interested uh, – no, <laughs> Uh, so we, so we can cooperate even more. So he's really let him know, like I am, I am one hundred percent on your side. Again, he hasn't received any aid or any aid in, you know, recently, and they're probably feeling some some pressure uh, from that. Then he says, "I will personally tell you that one of my assistants spoke with Mr. Giuliani, hmm, which has had been reported just recently, and we are hoping very much that Mr. Giuliani will be able to travel to Ukraine, and we will meet once he comes to Ukraine." I just wanted to assure you once again that you have nobody but friends around us. I will make sure that I surround myself with the best and most experienced people. I also want to tell you that we are friends. Have you seen like mob movies where like, hey, are they friends of ours or friends of, you know, are they, are they friends of mine or friends of ours? It's like, oh, hey, we're friends here. Come on. You know, we, we help each other out. We're friends. This is all friendly. We are great friends. And you, Mr. President, have friends in our country so we can continue our strategic partnership. I also plan to surround myself with great people, and in addition to that investigation, I guarantee as the president of Ukraine that all investigations will be done openly and candidly. That I can assure you. So with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's heard from Giuliani, from his underling, and then he says, okay, uh, in addition to the, the investigation that he mentioned, so the investigation into the DNC server CrowdStrike deal, uh, he will do all investigations openly and candidly. 
I guess that means publicly. The president says, good, because I heard you had a prosecutor that was also very good, and he was shut down, and that's really unfair. Now, here he's talking about Viktor Shokin, who is Ukraine's chief prosecutor. He was voted out by Ukraine's parliament in 2016. There was international pressure of which Joe Biden was a part of to remove him. There, you know, a big thing that Republicans have been talking about is that Biden's son Hunter worked for a company called Burisma, and the uh, or he was one of the board members. And Trump and Giuliani they've been claiming that Biden just like by himself had urged Ukraine to get rid of Shokin uh, because he was investigating that company. But there's been documents, this is according to Politico, that there was no active investigation of Burisma, Burisma when Shokin was fired. And, uh, you know, and then more prosecutor generals have insisted they found no evidence of wrongdoing by either Biden or his son. That's from Politico as well. So... That's what he's talking about. So he's talking about a internationally known corrupt prosecutor, and he calls him very good, and that he was shut down. It's really unfair. Then he goes on. A lot of people are talking about that. Well, meaning him and Giuliani. And the way they shut your very good prosecutor down. Again, no one thinks he was very good. And you had some very bad people involved. Mr. Giuliani is a highly respected man. He was the mayor of New York City, a great mayor. And I would like him... To call you, I will ask him to call you along with the attorney general. So now they're going to call them together. So you have Rudy Giuliani, who is Trump's personal lawyer, uh, uh, that's going to call with the United States attorney general, who doesn't work for Trump, going to call a foreign leader. And he goes on and says, Rudy very much knows what's happening, and he is a very capable guy. So if he's talking about that prosecutor and Rudy Giuliani, and Rudy Giuliani he's talking about the Bidens already. If you could speak with, to him, that would be great. The former ambassador from the United States, the woman. Who talks like that? The former ambassador from the United States, the woman, was bad news. And the people she was dealing with in Ukraine were bad news. So I just want to let you know that. The other thing, there's a lot of talk about, the, about Biden's son. That Biden stopped the prosecution. And a lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with Attorney General with the attorney general, would be great. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. So if you can look into it, it sounds horrible to me. Okay, if you're the president of the United States, you should have all the accurate information at your disposal. You shouldn't be speaking like this when when there's plenty of documentation that this is all false. That, no, Biden didn't stop the prosecution. He was a part of a international collective to encourage the ousting of the prosecutor. So, but here he's saying like, mm, you need to work with the attorney general on Biden because he, it seems like he did, he did something horrible in stopping that prosecution. And we're getting close to the end here, but uh, this, is, this is pretty good stuff. And actually, the, my favorite part is the ending. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty good. Okay, so Zelensky goes on, or he answers him. I wanted to tell you about the prosecutor. First of all, I understand and I am knowledgeable about the situation. 
So he's acknowledging that he understands the Biden situation. Remember, he just told Trump that he's heard from Giuliani through his underling. He says, since we have won the absolute majority in our parliament, the next prosecutor general will be 100% my person, my candidate, who will be approved by the parliament and will start as a new prosecutor in September. He or she will look into the situation, specifically the company that you mentioned in this issue. The issue of the investigation of the case is actually the issue of making sure to restore the honesty. So we will take care of that and we will work on the investigation of the case. But translating <laughs> to English is... It it's, must be difficult. <laughs> There's no way he speaks like this. He's, <laughs> um, on top of that, I would kindly ask you if you have any additional information that you can provide to us. It would be very helpful for the investigation to make sure that we administer justice in our country with regard to the ambassador of the United States from Ukraine. As far as I recall, her name was Ivanovich. Um, so let's go back to where he says that, you know, his prosecutor general will be his guy, his person, right? He or she will look into the situation, specifically the company that you mentioned in this issue. So it makes me think that he's not talking about that crowd strike as the company, but talking about Burisma because he says this issue. The issue of the investigation of the case is actually the issue of making sure to restore the honesty. Honesty, so we will take care of that, and we and we'll work on the investigation of the case. So it's kind of sounds like my prosecutor is going to look into into that, into the Brisma, into Biden. Let me do you. Trump says, "I need you to do me a favor." Right after he brings up the defense, needing defense, ready to buy more missiles. Let me do you a favor, though. That's what Trump says. I want you to do me a favor, though. Though, right? Right after the defense thing. And then he talks about investigating companies like the, for the DNC. He starts talking about investigating Biden and Burisma. And you know, he says that... I assure you, I have the next prosecutor will be my person, and we will work on that case for you, essentially. And he says, you know, hey, if you have any more information to help us out, that'd be great, right? Let's. Uh, I'm, I'm really want. I really want to do this for you. Then he talks about that ambassador Ivanovich, who, according to Politico, was appointed by Barack Obama. Her name is Marie Ivanovich a former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. And she was there really on the forefront, they say, of getting uh, rid of the corruption in the Ukraine, fighting against Russian aggression. Uh, there was reports that she overstepped her bounds and, and kind of started talking about, uh, you know, getting rid of a prosecutor during the weeks leading up to an election, so it got a little iffy. So she was removed. They made some outrageous claims about her. Our own State Department said those allegations that the Ukrainians are, or the Ukrainians are talking about are, are baseless, and they, they pulled her out a couple of months before. She was already scheduled to, to leave. So he shines Trump on that it was great that he told him that the ambassador was no good and then says... 
Her attitude towards me was far from the best as she admired the previous president and she was on his side. She would not accept me as the new president well enough. That's fine. You can, uh, if you don't like the ambassador to a country, that's, I don't, you know, that's, that's fine. Um, you know, maybe more will come out about her looking into an anti-corruption prosecutor at the time this guy was elected. Yeah, well, uh, maybe maybe more will come out of that from the Ukraine. So Trump says, well, she's going to go through some things. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, I will have Mr. Giuliani again, he brings up Giuliani, give you a call. And I am also going to have Attorney General Barr call and we will get to the bottom of it. I'm sure that you will figure it out. I heard the prosecutor was treated very badly and he was a very fair prosecutor. So good luck with everything. Again, that was, it's not pretty much that he was a terrible, terrible prosecutor in, in just letting corruption slide in the Ukraine. He says, your economy is going to get better and better. I predict you have a lot of assets. It's a great country. I have many Ukrainian friends. They are incredible people. Zelensky says, I would like to tell you that I also have quite a few Ukrainian friends that live in the United States. Actually, the last time I traveled to the United States, I stayed, a nice little casually slipped into conversation here. I stayed in New York near Central Park and I stayed at the, that's right, Trump Tower, he says. Yes, that seems like a weird thing to slip into. Hey, yeah, you know, just, just to let you know, last time I was there, is the word also out that if you want to curry favor with with Trump, you tell him that you stayed at his at Trump Tower? Then he goes, Zelensky goes on, I will talk to them and I hope, talking to his friends in, in the United States, which is an interesting th- thing to say. Does that mean that they are... Uh, influential. He says, I will talk to them and I hope to see them again in the future. Or is that a, I will talk to them and hope to see them again in the future. I will, as though I, you know, I stayed in Trump tower before I will stay in Trump tower again. I also wanted to thank you. He says for your invitation to visit the United States, specifically Washington DC. On the other hand, I also want to ensure that we will be very serious about the case and we'll work on the investigation. As to the economy, there is more potential for our two countries and of the issue that is very important for Ukraine is energy independence. He talks about energy independence, uh, cooperating with the United States, and then he talks about buying American oil. Again, you want to – and I mean this is just par for the course for all conversations between presidents – just ensure you're going to, you know, just end the call by saying, hey, just so you know, we're still going to buy it from each other. But with Trump, it adds a little, little more suspicion to it because we know that Trump values foreign leaders giving us money more than American citizens even. Again, see Khashoggi, you know, Saudi Arabia. And so he talks about buying American oil. We'll have more time and more opportunities to discuss the opportunities and get to know each other better. I would like to thank you very much for your support. Trump says, you know, good. Well, thank you very much. And I appreciate that. I will tell Rudy and Attorney General Barr. Is Rudy now. He was Mr. Giuliani this whole time. I'll tell Rudy and Attorney General Barr to call. Thank you. Whenever you would like to come to the White House, feel free to call. Just give us a date and we'll work that out. I look forward to seeing you. Zelensky... Thank you very much. I would be very happy to come and would be happy to meet with you personally and get to know you better. I am looking forward to our meeting, and I would also like to invite you to visit Ukraine and come to the city of Kiev. 
which is a very beautiful city. And of course, it seems this is probably what you do at the end of every call between two, two presidents, two foreign leaders. We have a beautiful country which would welcome you. On the other hand, I believe that on September 1st, we will be in Poland and we can meet in Poland, hopefully. Well, that didn't happen. Trump was golfing during Hurricane Dorian. He sent Pence instead. After that, it might be a very good idea for you to travel to Ukraine. And we can either take my plane and go to Ukraine or we can take your plane, <laughs> which is probably much better than mine. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Whose car do you want to take? You want to take my car? Uh, okay, we're going to meet at the restaurant. You want to take my car or your, your car? I mean, your car is clearly probably better than my car. I mean, Okay, to be honest, Air Force One probably is better than most most planes from uh, foreign leaders, but... It is kind of funny. <laughs> Do you want? Hey, I'll fly you there. And then you realize, well, we can go with you. Or, you know, yours is probably better. I'm guessing if they both fly to Poland separately, they'll both have their rides with them. And so they can fly back separately. I mean, not exactly sure how that works out. You'd be like, hey, hey, if it's cool. You, you talk to his own security. If it's cool, I'm going to fly with him and catch a ride. You meet me back? Meet me back in the Ukraine? Cool. Uh, Trump ends with, okay, we can work that out. I look forward to seeing you in Washington and maybe in Poland because I think we're going to be there at that time. And Zelensky, thank you very, very much, Mr. President. President, congratulations on the fantastic job you've done. The whole world was watching. I'm not sure it was so much of an upset, but congratulations. <laughs> uh, so in the beginning, he compliments him for winning the election <laughs> um, easily and that no one thought he would do. And then he says, actually, you know what? It wasn't really that much of an upset. But congratulations anyways. You started the call off by saying congratulations on upsetting, uh, on the upset, on, on winning when no one thought you were going to win. But congratulations. And this is my favorite part. He ends with, thank you, Mr. President. Bye-bye. Who says bye-bye? He says bye-bye. Okay, is that the translator saying bye-bye? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or is that, that could be from the voice recognition talking to the, tra- I think maybe it's got to be the translator, right? There's no way, there's no way a foreign leader ends a conversation with bye-bye. But I love that. That's gotta be just so magic. Bye-bye. And then have you ever done that? Like say when you're working? You're making an official work call of some sort and because maybe you just got off the phone with, I don't know, your kids or your parents or whoever you might say. You might end a call with funny, whether it's – and you're like, okay, um, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. And then you hang out like, bye-bye. Did I just say bye-bye to my – did I just bye-bye my boss? Or like, okay, bye. I love you. Wait, did I just say love you to my uh, client? Oh, God. So I'm just guessing that's what it was. He's like, okay, bye-bye. A little nervous speaking to the president of the United States. Okay, bye-bye. So what do you think? Uh, what do I think? That's not good. I think one of the biggest things is, and uh, since this came out, 
Barr, White House, everyone has said that, no, Trump never asked Barr or Barr never called. Um, you know, if it was in passing, if there's no documentation on it. Maybe Trump never, maybe there's no record of Trump asking Barr. I'm guessing Barr would say no um, because obviously he doesn't work for Trump and it's very suspicious for the, the attorney general to be doing, investigating something on the on the behest of the president of the United States, um, especially when it comes to an, uh, U.S. citizens. I just can't imagine Barr would do that. Did Trump ask him? Maybe. This is the transcript that the whistleblower uh, mentions in their complaint. And so it's not and so it's not all that's in the whistleblower complaint. The whistleblower complaint wasn't just like Trump says, you look at the call. Just look at the call. Uh, no, there's there's many, there's much more to it. Maybe he or she um heard about him asking Barr or something like that. There's there there could be more. We'll, we'll, we may we may not we'll probably want, we'll, we may not find out specifics, but the whistleblower is going to be speaking to uh to some committees in Washington and uh we we might find some some stuff out by like through that, you know, whatever they can they can give us and you know which will be intensely interesting. Looking forward to that. Uh That'll probably be on the the next episode. So what are Republicans saying? Well, uh, they got to be nervous. There's Mitt Romney's out there saying this doesn't look good. Uh, I I feel like Republican senators are going to to start looking at their relationship with Trump. And especially if the whistleblower and other people testify on Thursday, um, Going to be taking a, uh, I, I feel like senators are more likely to, they'll be more likely to cut and run. I've heard that the Senate Intelligence Committee is very serious about being bipartisan, so which means that the Republicans on that committee aren't going necessarily to um, just, you know, brush anything off. I feel like, like even Lindsey Graham, you know, when it came to Saudi Arabia and everything, he, he Lindsey Graham is is there to, he could surprise us. He does seem to be on uh, all over Trump's stuff right now, but I feel like he could surprise us and and and, and flip. He could turn. He might have the uh, the ghost of John McCain on his shoulder, saying, "Dude, come on." Uh, funny thing about this transcript: Trump did say uh, at another press conference uh, at the UN that um, that Lindsey Graham, after reading this, complimented him quote unquote, by saying, oh, I never know you could be that nice to people. Essentially, essentially, Lindsey Graham called, said like, you know, sir, I really think you're a jerk. I really do. But because this is surprising. I didn't know you could speak this nicely to anyone. Jeez. Oh, and uh, Trump met with the Ukrainian president at at the United Nations. Uh, So, which is interesting. You'd think they'd just be all buttoned up. Uh, But a lot of people are pointing out that Trump basically confirmed that what he wants the Ukrainian president and the, and the Ukrainian government to do when concerning Joe Biden. Let's take a listen to that. Go ahead. Mr. President, would you like President Zelensky to do more on Joe Biden and investigation? No, I want... Would you like Zelensky, Ukraine, to do more about Joe Biden? Uh, him to... Says no. Do whatever he can at this... No. I want him to do whatever he can. 
Again, all that has been determined to be fine. That there's been multiple reports that, hey, look, I don't like the idea of any <laughs> of someone who seemingly has no experience, which people are pointing out that he doesn't really have any experience uh, with these energy, with energy and all that. And he's getting paid a lot of money to work there. But I don't, I just assume this is how rich and powerful people work. Rich and powerful people. Their kids get rich and powerful jobs just because that's the way the world works. Doesn't mean it's illegal. Does is it right? Do I like that? No, I don't like it. But I'm jealous of it, really, right? Uh, I want to get $50,000 a month for uh, being on a board of some gas company or oil company in the Ukraine. Why not? Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, it seems seems odd, but according to everyone there was nothing wrong with it, but he's pushing that this, there is something definitely wrong with it. Paying him millions of dollars, that's corruption. When Biden's son walks out of China with $1.5 billion in a fund, and the biggest funds in the world can't get money out of China, and he's there for one quick meeting and he flies in on Air Force Two, uh, I think that's a horrible thing. I think it's a horrible thing, but I'm going far beyond that. Uh, I know the president that I've read a lot about Ukraine. I've read a lot about a lot of countries. He- I've, learned, I've read a lot about Ukraine. I've read a lot about a lot of countries. Why do you have to clarify that? We don't just, as though, it's like, it's a very weird brag. And he does that with a lot of stuff too. He's like, I've heard, that. I've heard a lot of music. I, you know, I've talked to that person. I've talked to a lot of people. He always does that clarification. Like, like oh, if I don't clarify that, I, you know, I, I didn't just read about the Ukraine. People aren't going to think that I've read about any other country. I better tell people, or is he just, is he really just bragging? I've read about the Ukraine. I've read a lot about a lot of countries. Hmm? Hmm? Wants to stop corruption. He was elected, I think, number one on the basis of stopping corruption. And as we know from the transcript that I read, corruption seems to be code for the Biden's situation. So, yeah, people are pointing out, and I kind of agree that he's they're going, I don't want him to do anything except for, you know, what I want him to do what he can uh, when it comes to the Biden stuff. <laughs> so right now they're in the open. He doesn't realize what he's doing wrong, which is so bizarre. Uh, now, one quick dumpster fire uh, addition to this. Oh, actually, we do have a loss in Trumplation to get to as well, uh, which is uh, fantastic. And it's a quick one, but it's fantastic. And uh, so the White House apparently accidentally sent Ukraine talking points that were meant for Republicans. That's right. The White House is going to send out talking points to Republicans to tell them what to say. And uh, they accidentally sent it to Democrats. So someone's losing their job uh, because they quickly tried to recall it. But guess what? When you send it out to – a lot of people open it up. When they see the title of it – as what you need to know, President Trump's call with President Zelensky, uh, the Democrats are either going to forward that on to, say, Jim Acosta at CNN, who reported on this, or, uh, or just keep it themselves, right? You try and, rec- and then I like how the uh, the Democrats have no problem. Like, oh, that was a mistake. Uh, let's send it on to all of our media friends. There you go. Uh, you know, and in there, it's just basically the whole thing about quid pro quo. There's no actual promise. There's no quid pro quo. It's all the talking points. 
that they could pull out of it before they, they wouldn't have released it if they didn't already have these talking points. Interesting enough, you go to Trump's Twitter feed, he's retweeting all these Republican Congress members that are quoting from the talking points that he sent them, essentially, through the White House. So it was just pretty r- ridiculous. And of course, they can't even do this. They can't even you know, cover up this. They can't even... They can't even do that right without it being a dumpster fire. They send it to the wrong people. It's just, just perfect. All right. And let's end with Lost in Trumplation. Um, we uh, think we'll make this little announcement to you because important, uh, you know, the so-called whistleblower, the one that didn't have any first class or first rate or... Uh, second-tier information, from what I understand. You'll have to figure that out for yourself. <laughs> let's, let's try. We'll try to figure that out, huh? Yeah, so here's what here's what he said. We uh, think we'll make this little announcement to you because important. You know the so-called whistleblower, the one that didn't have any first-class or first-rate or second-tier information. From what I understand, you'll have to figure that out for yourself. I think we can figure this out pretty quick. Okay, let's just start at the beginning. We think we're going to make a little announcement to you because important, you know, because we, you know, this is important. Oh, and also this is when he is doing this UN, I think it's like one of his final press conferences, speeches, like what we've accomplished here. Mike Pompeo, Mnuchin said some stuff as well, uh, trying to stay on point about what they're doing with other countries. Trump took some questions about the Ukraine stuff and... Uh, that's where you talked about how Lindsey said he, Lindsey Graham said he didn't know he could speak so nicely to anyone, basically calling him a jerk. And uh, so he starts off with, though, uh, early on, he says, okay, I'm going to make a little announcement to you because this is important. You know the so-called whistleblower? That one? That <laughs> First of all, yeah, we know. Uh, <laughs> you know that so-called whistleblower, that one that didn't have any first class or first-rate, or second-tier information, from what I understand, you'll have to figure it out for yourself. All right, let's just correct this one real quick. It's not too hard. Here's what Trump is trying to say. He sounded so exhausted during this thing. All of his speeches at the UN sounded tired. He seemed defeated. As He looked like someone who uh, is about to go through an, a very difficult impeachment process. You could see the weight on him from it. No matter what he says, he is so low energy that he probably is going home and making fun of himself when he sees himself on TV. So basically he's saying, here's what I understand about the whistleblower that everyone's talking about. They didn't have any firsthand information. Done. That's what he says. You know that, okay, do you know the, so the, the, the so-called whistleblower, you know the one that didn't have any firsthand information about the call? as far as I understand it, and then it goes on. So that's basically what he was trying to say. But this is this is how defeated he is. He can't even pull a sentence together. Um, we uh, think we'll make this little announcement to you because important, uh, you know, the so-called whistleblower, the one that didn't have any first class or <laughs> first rate or uh, second Tier information, from what I understand, you'll have to figure that out for yourself. 
basically he someone must have told him, hey, you know, from where we from we're gathering, the whistleblower, they weren't there. They didn't they didn't hear the call. So they don't have any firsthand knowledge. I mean, all they're getting their stuff is from like, you know, it's like second tier. They're down, they're not even they're not even part of like your 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 main circle, right? They couldn't be. So they're getting they're on the lower tier. They don't have any, you know, secondhand knowledge, right? We couldn't get that out. Is they don't have any first class, uh, first rate? No, that's not it. First what? It's first. Oh, God, I'm not doing my tongue. Uh, bail on the first. Uh, let's see what someone else has said something about second hand or they're on lower uh, second tier information. <laughs> Just his brain's getting scrambled here. I think he's getting broken, and I, you know, I don't. I mean, it's. I, I don't know where this is going to go or end. It may not go anywhere. They may go through this inquiry. They may have everyone speak and may say, hey, not enough for to go through with uh, putting together articles of impeachment to then go to the Senate. Um, we'll, uh, we'll find out. Uh, the way it's looking, though, is there's, you know, maybe by the time you're listening to this, they might already have enough votes in the House to call for full-on impeachment. Uh, you know, so we'll, we'll see how it goes and, uh, check us out on, uh, Friday when we'll have a new episode. Uh, and yeah, uh, we'll probably be talking about that, uh, that so-called whistleblower who didn't have any first class or first rate or second tier information. None of those didn't have any of those had none of them. So I don't even know why we're talking about it. All right. Thanks for talking. Thanks for joining me on the dumpster fire. We'll talk to you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.